listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 290. Kayla Lords here with the one, the only, the almost tried to kick a beautiful, sweet, loving, pain-in-the-ass cat out of the recording room. Oh, stop. If she had <laughs> yelled, Redstone. if she had yelled, you'd have been like, Ugh, she's yelling at the, in the intro of the cop podcast. I hope you don't think I really sound like that. Moving on. Carry on, girl. <laughs> this week... We're revisiting another one of our old episodes. Uh, this time it's our second episode where I, a submissive, shared actionable tips on how to talk to your dom if you yourself are a submissive um, and to help you bring up ideas or changes to your dynamic. But this time we're going to actually get a dominance perspective on how to talk to a dominant and see what JB thinks. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, so that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big thanks, as always, to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. We're so fucking thankful for you. <laughs> if you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content, plus a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, join us at patreon.com slash Lords. That's patreon.com slash Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Before we get started, I have to respond to what Mr. Spock said in live chat. We were chit-chatting before. Sorry, yeah. podcast listeners. Uh, it's what we call the butt rub portion of the live stream. If you are ever interested, check out any of our episode videos. You'll see it. Anyway, Mr. Spock said, it sounds like Kayla might be wanting some extra belated birthday spankings there. <sighs> I need to go on the record for all of you to know that it's day of recording. Is what October? No. November 17th. My birthday was October 30th. Now, granted, we had family over on my birthday uh -huh. That's fine. I understand. But since then, I have yet to receive my birthday spankings. That's true. And she he has... wonders why I'm cranky. He wonders why I'm cranky. He keeps wondering. He's giving me a look. Podcast listeners, I'm glad you can't see the look, but you know what the look is. He's giving me the look. Anyway, we're going to get into <laughs> We're going to get into it. <clears throat> Do you have announcements? This week, I told you we we're getting to that time of year. Announcements. The first one is, if at any point near the time that you are hearing the sound of my voice and this episode goes live, whether podcast or video doesn't matter, you've tried to access lovingbdsm.net or thekinkery.com and you could mm. not get there, we know. We yeah. a serious server problem that our amazing tech guy and good friend uh, has fi gotten fixed and is in the process of permanently fixing, so we do not have this problem again in the future. Hopefully, mm -hmm. fingers crossed. Um, were we down for like three and a half days? Yes. yes. Did we work very hard not to panic? Yes. yes. Are we very happy the sites are back up now? Yes. yes. So if anything was not working or you weren't like new episodes weren't downloading or something, something, something for a certain amount of time, that is why everything should be fixed now. We have been accessing our sites again and it's very exciting. Next announcement. This coming Friday, November 19th, is the third Friday of the month. It is our regularly scheduled YouTube virtual launch, live stream, hangout, whatever we're going to call it. It's going to be a little weird this month because my <laughs> mom's coming into town again You've this week. You've got weekend. family coming back again. But we are going to do the live stream on November 19th. We're thinking we'll be able to start it around 9.30, 10 o'clock at the latest 
I'm gonna set it for that start time. It might not start at that time. It's how late can I, or early, can we push everybody out the door to go back to their house? Cause my mom stays with my aunt when she comes to visit and then we will jump online. And then depending on how late that is, we are not going as long or as late as we usually do because we have a packed weekend because my mom is in town. We'll probably be about an hour. We thought about rescheduling it to the following Friday, but that is Black Friday Friday. And we are fingers crossed praying we will be so busy that we will collapse and need a nap and not be able to do a live stream <laughs> that night. That is what we are hoping for. We want a big Black Friday this year. Um, yeah. So we're keeping it this Friday, November 19th. There will be the live stream. Start time is a little up in the air. It'll only be about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, depending on how early we get to start. There you go. Okay, next. <laughs> uh, I just want to remind anybody who has either gone through a back catalog or is a bit of an OG, you've been here for more than um, a year at this point. We are doing our annual, our favorite toys of the year mm -hmm. list next week. We time that at Black Friday weekend. So if there's anything of interest to you that we recommend, you can hopefully get the best price because that's what we want for everybody. Um, that also means we're gonna be talking about a lot of Black Friday specials. And I tell you that to let you know that Hot Octopus, our favorite sex toy brand mm -hmm. so far ever, is already doing their Black Friday sale. Uh, it's up to 50% off. So some toys will be 10% off, some will be 50. My personal favorite, the Digit, which is a finger vibrator, 50% off. The Curve, which is a G-Spot vibrator that I enjoyed, I think it's 30% <coughs> off. Uh, UJB have almost every toy they have ever made ever, and yeah. they are all on sale at varying degrees. The link is in the places where you can just go to hotoctopus.com. If you use our link in show notes or in the description box, that's our affiliate link, we will make commissions. If you just go straight to hotoctopus.com, the sales are there, go forward and have a good time. So that is their Hot, Octop Hot Octopus's Black Friday sale goes on through the month of November, but it's already going on right now. So mm -hmm. if you're in the market, there you go, we told you. Yep. Okay, that is enough. Let us get into the actual episode. Oh, okay, okay. The, the meat and potatoes, so, so to speak. I went back in to look at episode two and because I was like, is there anything we missed? Is there anything we missed? And episode two was an actionable episode on how submissives can talk to doms. It came about because I had been writing an article at the time for Submissive Guide, submissiveguide.com. I used to write for them all the time. I don't anymore, but not for any bad reason. I just don't. Um, they've got a lot of good content there. Um, and I sort of shared those tips and I kind of talked about how what I was seeing at the time, this was back in 2015, it continues to be true now, is that a lot of submissives are very unsure about presenting new information or requesting a change or saying, hey, can we do something that we hadn't already agreed to do? Um, and they were, they tend, the people I was talking to and even my own personal feelings, it was hard to have those conversations. And so that episode was me going, here's some things that I think, here's some ways to do that that will hopefully help you overcome that. Uh, I have linked to that episode in um, the description box on YouTube, the show notes page on um, podcast. Uh, because it's so old in the archive, you cannot get to it from your uh, podcast app anymore. It just doesn't feed that far back. You have to go to our website, lovingbdsm.net. But I was looking at it, I was like, well, there, I, the tips I gave, I would, I stand by those. I don't, I don't think we missed anything. And I'm looking, I'm looking, what can we talk about what we missed? 
we were talking about how to talk to a dom without actually talking to a dom. I went, oh, huh. oh, that might be helpful. <laughs> you left out a very important component there. That was back in the day when you were like, I am just your tech guy and I just edit the audio. That's fine. <laughs> you do all the rest. Um, so. And look where I am now. And look where you are now. <sighs> See what happens? So I kind of want to talk about the phenomenon. I want to talk about what the evolution I've gone through on mm -hmm. how to talk to a dom. And I want to get your perspective. Now, granted, let everybody remember, you are one dominant with one dominant perspective. Nothing we say is universal. Your results will always vary. Um, huh. <laughs> so you and I, let's start here. Okay. When we first got together. Mm -hmm. It was very hard for me to talk to you about some things, but not all things. It was. Um, it was like, it. I think pulling teeth would have been easier. <laughs> it really would. I, I kept things close to the vest. Is it close to the vest? Close Clo to the chest? Close to the vest, I believe it is. Yes. <sighs> There's an expression there. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Because it was a trust issue. And that's where mm -hmm. a lot of it does come from. And, you know, it... Getting to know you was very important to me, and, and, and especially, you know, where we we fell on, on the kink spectrum. And it was like a closely guarded secret with you. I had walls. They were thick. You had to work for it. I, I did. I didn't know if you were worthy of that level of trust. Now, did I make you wait way longer than you needed to wait? Because you Probably. had proven yourself tenfold. Yes, yes, that did happen. Yeah. Don't recommend that. Um, <laughs> I am not, regardless of what you see on the internet, I'm not actually an open book from first meeting with anybody. Um, I actually have to mentally prep for times when I need to be an open book. Mm -hmm. Like going to the doctor and telling them what's wrong with you. I have to practice that conversation in my head. I don't want to talk about me. I do when I don't. It takes practice. You made it easy, though, mm -hmm. in those initial learning how to talk to you, getting to know you kind of conversations, because that's right. where a lot of that just starts, right? Like, if you didn't make it easy for me to have a conversation with you about whatever, yeah. how could we have ever gotten to a point where I had deep, meaningful conversations with you about, here's here's what mm -hmm. I'd like to do to submit, that well, kind of thing. Well, I, I think one of, the, one of the things that made that uh, easier for you and and actually, it made it easier for me talking to you as well. Um, you know, no matter what you the things you did tell me, I came at it from a non-judgmental. That space. made a huge difference, and I think that, from my experience, the times I've feared saying something, what was on my mind, sharing a deep thought, mm -hmm. asking for a change, there was a fear of, of judgment of what will he think? What would he mm -hmm. say? Um, would he tell me I'm wrong? Would he say no? And what's funny is in power exchange as a submissive, there's always a chance he'll say no. <laughs> uh, yeah. That is not for me usually the thing that'll stop me from, from feeling comfortable talking to you. It's not that you might say no, quite frankly. And we've had this conversation a few times. I'll say, I want to ask you, for something. And there's a part of me that's worried you'll say no. And there's a part of me that's worried you'll say yes. Uh, because it goes both ways. Yeah. Just because I think I want something in theory on paper does not mean that it's easy. 
does not mean that it'll be super fun and exciting and kinky in the process of getting that from you in a power exchange kind of way. Um, but I, there is still a little bit of, will he say no, yes or no, but I don't fear that as much. I think there was a time maybe, but mm. I didn't know. It is more about judgment and what has been helpful for me over all these years now. Y'all, we, we, our first conversation was Christmas Eve 2012. Like we'd been chatting mm -hmm. in comments on our mutual right. blogs, but like emailing one another and having our first conversation, I still vividly remember sitting on the floor of the living room, putting together the 12 year old, he was what, two or three at the time. He's getting a little tricycle for, um, Christmas and I was putting mm. it together on the floor of the living room and checking my email obsessively because we were going back and forth so fast. Yeah. Uh, and like full paragraphs. Like that did also help. Our very, from the very first time we ever had a conversation, they were full conversations. There was none of this, hey, sup? No. What you doing? Like it was never like that for us. And I know that sometimes that's how people start because they don't know how to start a conversation. They don't know how to ask questions that are conversation starters without being like creepy and, and weird and freaking other people out. Like it's an art and it's a skill and absolutely. But we dove head first into mm -hmm. casual conversation. Yeah. Um, I think it, this is also where we go back to a lot of times going, if you can try to make friends with this potential partner well before you try and do anything romantic, because we didn't have the pressure of, are you gonna be my dom? Are you gonna be my sub? Right. We were chatting as friends. Yes. Which means that, yeah, you might say something off color or maybe that you shouldn't and you might, oops, cross a boundary. You might have to apologize. You might say something wrong. That always is a possibility. But we weren't like probing one another for, are you into my kinks? Do you like me? No. Do you wanna fuck me? Like we weren't, we didn't have any of that pressure. We were like, hey, what's up? You know, mm -hmm. and then just for us, the conversation flowed very fluidly and it naturally. Did. It actually okay. got worse once we kind of went, oh, I think there are feelings involved. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, this has deeper meaning now. And everything I say means Is being more. scrutinized. Yes. Now yes. I'm curious, when we got over, we went from the just talking as friends, which was super easy conversation, mm -hmm. which made us both go, oh, maybe there's something more here. Because, you know, sometimes that's exactly what happens. When, when I clammed up, because I basically did, I, I didn't stop talking. I just got, I think more guarded is how mm -hmm. I felt. What was that like from your perspective? Um, it was a little confusing at first. <laughs> it was a little confusing because don't don't forget, you know, I, I met you through your blog. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your blog posts weren't, you know, one or two short little paragraphs. I was, I'm not, I was, at the time, I was definitely not guarded in my writing. No, no, yeah. you. I'm still you, not guarded in my writing. No, but, you're uh, not. And, you know, with, with the comments that we had gone back and forth, you know, uh, not that they were long, in-depth comments, mm -hmm. but, you know, you responded um, in a, in a relatively quick manner and and our emails had kind of evolved so when things kind of like started shortening down i was just like 
Okay. <laughs> what does this mean? Yeah. Kind of and for me, it was like everything has meaning now. If I say the wrong thing, you might stop liking me. If I say a thing incorrectly or inartfully, I might promise more than I can give. And I mean, is it because I'm an anxious person? I mean, probably yes. <laughs> is it because I'm, I've always been an overthinker? Definitely. Um, I think this is, again, from my perspective and just talking to other submissives who have struggled to talk to their dom, mm-hmm. those two things tend to be part of it. You're overthinking it and you're worried that you're going to fuck this up somehow. And that then if you have to say the words, whatever they might be, you, you're going to ruin everything. And it's so strange to me looking back on that now. I'm like, how could I have ever thought I was going to ruin everything? It had been so good up until the point that we mutually caught feelings. Mm-hmm. It was not one-sided. And that's to me the, the worst is if you believe it is one-sided. It was very obviously mm-hmm. on both sides, but Correct. then it had deeper meaning. <laughs> that is when I think I graduated to, they were not out of context. There was always context for them. You understood what was happening. But instead of having deep, meaningful conversations with you in our back and forth, whether it was text or on the phone or email, you would, (laughs) it wasn't random, but it probably felt random, you tell me, get long emails with how I was really feeling Mm -hmm. and what was actually on my mind, separate and apart from the ongoing conversation. The, here's the thing I need you to know, and I need you to digest it, and I've agonized over telling you this thing. (laughs) What... (laughs) <laughs> what was that like? Um, well, you know, at, at that point we have kind of we had kind of um, progressed to chatting mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, getting these <laughs> emails from you long, y'all. Yeah, I'm as long winded. Uh, in writing as I am verbally. It was like, Worse, okay, I, I, I need a cup of coffee. <laughs> they um, always came in the middle of the night, too. I, I, you woke I, up to them. I, I need a cup of coffee and a cigar because I'm going to be here a while. <laughs> was it overwhelming? <laughs> that was always... So here's the thing. I also, and again, this is a, a common thing I see with a lot of submissives who find it hard to communicate. Mm-hmm. My biggest fear was that I was too much. I'd had too many people in my life from partners where that was never going to work out because we just weren't compatible to people who were supposed to love me and like family mm-hmm. basically teach me that I was too much, right? Like there, I, there was too much of me. And so what was hilarious, this is ironic, deeply ironic. I was terrified to share my deepest thoughts because all I could think was I'm too much, I'm too much, and this is going to scare him off. And then ironically, I sent him emails that were, I mean, just a snap. Short stories. A snapshot of what too much can look like. (laughs) They were the pinnacle of too much. And one, and your ass stayed. So kudos to you. Clearly something was working. Well, see, at Uh, at that point, (laughs) at, at that point, because having gone from where you started shutting down, Okay, the what I realized was that via email, I could get you to open up. Oh, almost to the point you were like, shut it down again. Shut it down. <laughs> That's a lot. Turn it down a notch. So, so that 
became a a tool mm-hmm. that I used with you to get you to open up to me. So here's so okay, okay, some Dom tips here for fellow Doms. When you realized that I could commu- would communicate that uh-huh. way, it became a thing. You used your powers of dumbness for good and not evil, thank God. But basically, you used that in your favor to get me to talk to you. Right. Which is where our very common advice we give all the time. If you're struggling to communicate a thing, write it the fuck down and yeah. like slide the paper under the door. <laughs> y'all, <laughs> y'all, I have left handwritten notes on notebook paper, tri-folded on his desk yes. for him. Yes. So. Just so you know, it doesn't have to be email. You can definitely write it down on paper, and I have done and, it. And there are times I, I still receive emails. Yeah. when And lately, you know what's funny? It's lately when we've been arguing, and every time we try and talk to one another about a thing that we both feel contentious about, mm-hmm. we start talking at cross purposes. So it's funny because the very first this episode, episode two, was yeah. about... You need to present a thing to your dom and you're terrified to do it. How, how do you have that conversation? These days, our evolution is sometimes we both want the same outcome. We're both perfectly happy with one another and we're willing to tell each other what we think. But because we can't see eye to eye on the method, right? we talk at cross purposes and we get into unnecessary arguments because we're saying, we're not saying the same thing, but we're trying to get to the same place. So I've fallen back on, I need you to not, I need my facial expression, which will might include some eye rolls, uh, and my tone not to get in the way of letting you know what I think. And so I've, I've emailed again. I'm like, look, here's this issue, and I, I don't feel like we're listening to one another. I, here is my perspective. And what that allows me to do when I write out my thoughts in our conversation, I can edit myself. I can make sure I've not forgotten any points. I don't know mm-hmm. if y'all have paid attention to this podcast slash live stream thing we do, but it, y'all, I don't always know where the sentence is going when I started. Okay. It's a journey. And so when True. I'm trying, when I'm trying to get my point across, I know that that's how I am because my thoughts fly in about 10 different directions at once. A lot of the time, mm-hmm. I distract myself. If I can write it down, I can go back and make sure, oh, I forgot this. Let me move this around. Oh, this will make more sense. And I'll edit the fuck out of myself. And then I present a clearer, calmer point of view that you can then digest the information without mm-hmm. the facial expression, the tone in your voice, in my voice. Now, here's what's funny. You sent an email to me. It's been several months ago. This is what revived it. You did it first. Yeah how to talk to your submissive. He sent me an email. And even though, logically, I know that basically you were doing the same thing. Like we're talking at cross purposes. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not, you're hearing what I'm saying, but you're not listening. So let me put it out this way. I got the email and all I could think was, I've done a bad thing. <laughs> he can't even talk to me. He's got to email me. <laughs> what does that say about me? Like I went on that journey. So oh, I'm curious when even now, because we've mm-hmm. gone through all these years of learning how to communicate and doing a pretty good job. When you get an email from me like that, and that's how I want to talk to you, mm-hmm. what is your reaction? How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, sometimes I'm glad mm. that you do it in email. Because it's easier to read my thoughts than to sit and listen to me 
try and get them out? Is that, is that what we're saying? Um, yeah. At times, yeah. I, it's, I have learned not to think of myself as too much. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm a lot. <laughs> I'm self-aware enough to know I'm a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, you know, it's funny. This doesn't seem like it has anything to do with communication, but it absolutely goes back to that. You letting me be a lot verbally and in many other ways, but here we're talking about communication. Mm-hmm. You allowing me the space and freedom to just expressively be who I am, communicate in the way I communicate, impart information, share what's on my mind in the way that I do without judgment. Mm -hmm. Even when I'm sure there were times that if you had had more hair, it probably would have felt like it was blown back. Um, That- I think I shave it off now. (laughs) (laughs) That taught me to be able to trust you with my own, with my thoughts and the Mm -hmm. things that I'm thinking and the things that I want. And I can laugh about it now because I know where we're at. I know that even you might tease me mm-hmm. about how overwhelming a conversation with me can be. And I know that. Uh, <laughs> but I also know that it's not really because you come back for more. I mean, maybe this is proof that you are also a master. <laughs> I don't know. My thing to say to other submissives out there and and kinksters. I don't think it's just a submissive thing. I just think that this particular topic is relevant because many subs struggle with this. Mm-hmm. Is that if in all the other parts of your relationship, you think, you know, your dom accepts you the all that you are. Okay. I'm, we're nobody's too fucking much around here, but we can be a lot. If you are like, I'm a lot too. I'm totally a lot. Yeah. And your dom already accepts that about you and doesn't judge you for it. Doesn't shame you for it. Embraces it. They're gonna embrace it when you talk to them and share like your concerns or your fears or your desires, or can we mm-hmm. do something a little different? The thing I am sure of is that as with all things that we learn as people moving through the world mm-hmm. is that I have had to learn how to modulate. I have had to learn in talking to you to read your mood a little bit, to understand it a little bit. Right. I don't mean in that hyper aware thing that I, many of us learn how to do from trauma. No, no, no. I mean, just like uh, paying attention to cues or getting to know the person. If you are in a cranky, bad mood, it's been a bad day. I'm going to come to you in a calmer way or I'm going to ask, Hey, is this a good time for this conversation? If you are happy and playful and relaxed, I'm going to be happy and playful and relaxed and probably a lot because (laughs) isn't that fun? It is when you ask for it Uh, and you consent to it. Um, And so I have, I, part of that is learning how to, to self-regulate a little bit of now is not the time to make that joke and do and be loud and be whatever. And, and even not the time to let myself pout or stomp my feet or whatever in the baby girl display that sometimes comes out when I'm a little disappointed. Sometimes this is a moment to put your big girl pants on and like, just go, Oh, okay. Or we'll come back to this later. Hard to do. I'm not a naturally patient person. Um, but there is some of that too. Learning that knowing myself that way means I need to know you and how you best respond to how I communicate. Um, 
I know that that was a learning process. I still don't always get right. How does it feel when I come to you and I'm like, I, we need to talk to you, but I'm being a lot in a moment. Um, a lot of times that is when I will say, okay, we will just not right now. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. That buys me time. <laughs> to maybe wait, wait me out and see if I'll calm the fuck down. <laughs> and, and generally you do. Because once you have time to, to kind of, of simmer a little bit, things calm down. Yeah. I'm, I, am, I am often a lot, but it's in bursts. So yeah. <laughs> I'm a lot. And then I take a breath and just I just have to wait for that wave to pass. And I, and and I then it, the pot simmers. I go down to yeah. a simmer instead of a hard boil. Um, and I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I will, I will say this and, and this is, is on me. Um, you know, I, I, I joke with her about how much she talks and, and, and all she is, but <laughs> That's an accurate statement, but a broad one. <laughs> yeah, well. But, you know, I do not want a dormouse. No, I don't. I can't see your personality being okay with that. Yeah. I, I mean, while, you know, that is, is fine for some, that, that, you know, everybody wants their own thing. I do not want a dormouse. And for anybody who's like, a dormouse, small, quiet contained mm -hmm. um other terms you might hear are meek or mild yeah yeah you know those are not bad things to be if that's who you are please celebrate no there there's nothing wrong but and i have my moments she does it's usually fueled by anxiety but that's a whole different, <laughs> a whole different episode but you know i i told her early early on in our relationship when once things did start getting you know, fairly serious. I, I want her to feel comfortable to tell me anything. And I think that's another thing that helps in how we communicate. You proactively made that clear. I didn't have to pull that from you. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to ask. I didn't have to wonder. From the very beginning, you were like, I think from the very beginning, you were basically, you can basically tell me anything. You can say anything you got to say. Even before we were in a, tr a solid dynamic, it was True. always say what you got to say. Just, you mm -hmm. know, don't be an ass about it. Right. Which is, I think, a good life rule to have in general. Yeah. But you, that was, that was another thing, tip for Dom's out there. I don't know. And I'm curious, was it because of past relationships or because you had read my blog or something. What was it that made it, you it, know to say it, that? It was more so past relationships. Gotcha. All right. Um, you know, things not being said that should have been said. And, and you know, um, so, you know, and, and that was why I, I impressed upon you. You know, yes, you can talk to me and tell me anything. Mm -hmm. One, be respectful. Right. Do it in a respectful manner. Mm -hmm. Two, do not be criticizing, but, you know, if use constructive criticism. Right. Don't just don't just complain to complain, but. Right. Right. right, right. OK. You know, if that be the case, mm -hmm. um, you know, those are two things that were very important to me. And still are. Right, yeah. yeah. They informed our, our early days. And it's so funny. 
so here's the frustrating part from my perspective. I knew that. And I believed you. Mm-hmm. And every interaction we had reinforced that. Right. And yet, all of my previous 30 plus years of experience in dealing with other human beings on the planet, I was still terrified. I still had to overcome my own fears of rejection, of judgment, of whatever, to learn how to openly and consistently communicate, not just on the small stuff that kind of doesn't matter, yeah. but the deep, meaningful, important things. I there there was a time there for a while, I don't know if you remember, um, I mean, you were very openly writing in your blog um, about your sex life at that time and, and your self-discovery. And yet, I, I guess that's why I found it a, a little funny that, you know, there were certain things you wouldn't talk to me about. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know. And, Boundaries? I don't know. <laughs> you know, the, the, the email thing worked very well. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, of took it to another level because there were times the emails, you know, my, my inbox can at any, any given point, you know, explode. And what I did was, I don't know if you remember this, I create, using Google Docs, I created a journal for you. Yeah, yeah. So that you could kind of, you know, behind the scenes, unseen from any eyes but me, write write things that were on your your mind about mm-hmm. and i could go back and look at it mm-hmm. at any point sure so here's what's funny and i know this is probably does not make sense to hardly anybody and that's okay um the stuff i put on my blog publicly it was very private stuff that to this day i still get comments from people who are like i can't imagine sharing this kind of detail about sex or what you're thinking or how you Mm -hmm. feel about sex and pleasure and whatever, whatever that was, it's obviously personal information, Mm -hmm. but that was at a remove for me. That was stuff. I did not care that the rest of the internet knew one, because I had uh, was anonymous to a certain extent. Right. Lords is not my legal name. I never showed my face at the time, blah, blah, blah. So it was a little bit separate from me in that sense. It was me, but it was not the me my mom knows. Our interactions, Mm -hmm. still not the me my mom knows, but my legal name, my, the part of me that I would never have put on the internet. I put a little bit of it on the internet now through this, but Mm -hmm. there are still things that are, you know, boundaries and stuff for us only. But that was a part of me that I was kind of being asked to share mm-hmm. that in the, in the way I compartmentalized it was separate from my sex life and what I was sharing about sex on the internet. Mm-hmm. Was I sharing my deepest, some of my deepest thoughts about my sexual experience? Yes. Was I sometimes putting like my boobs on the internet? Yes. But that was not the same as this one-to-one connection 
with a single person who I cared about as an individual who could reject me. Being rejected on the internet, I went onto the internet expecting it. I have been pleasantly <laughs> surprised to find that I'm very rarely rejected or if they do, they wander off and just don't say anything and I prefer it that way. I didn't, you rejecting me was personal. The faceless, nameless, meanie head internet rejecting mm. me was expected. So I didn't want that to happen either. Yeah. But I expect that from the internet. And so I've already armored up against that to a certain extent. I share what I, I'm willing to share, and those are deeper things than many people are willing to share, and I expect the rejection. You can't hurt me with the rejection at that point. You were getting a, a minimum a layer below there, deeper, and you could reject me as me the person. Okay. That All right. That, that's what was okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. Now, <laughs> um, I'm trying to like hopefully make this like also a little helpful. I think the, weirdly, I think the first episode where we're, episode two where we actually did this, I did this, is probably more step-by-step step helpful because there's actual actionable tips there. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think, when do you feel like it got easier for us to talk to one another? Like, do you feel like there was a, a clear point or was it so gradual? We, I don't feel like I ever to, noticed. To a certain extent, it was gradual, but I think it actually became much easier after we met in person. Oh, actually physically meeting a person. Yes. Absolutely. Being able to look you in the eyes and yeah. see your facial expression and read your body language. For me, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, part of that's a trauma response, but it's okay. It's a good life skill to have. For me, being able to see how you fully, oh, I hope I didn't turn off a computer. Uh, <laughs> see how you fully, the whole package of the words, the expression, the tone, mm -hmm. all together, and then the way you carried your whole body. That was a ton of information. Yeah. Because, and that was important. I mean, yeah, let, let's be honest. You know, it, it's hard to carry emotion through text messaging, emails. You know, you, you, you don't get that that emotion. You can't see facial expressions for what's going on. You know. And when um, you have trust issues, that's yeah. hard. I mean, on, on the phone, you can get, you know, the the vocalizations, mm -hmm. the, the emotions that come through someone's voice. But still, you're not getting the whole thing. So, yeah, you know, meeting in person and it, is, is a whole different thing because you're, you're hearing, you're, you're seeing, you know, you're... And again, you know, it's funny. There's, there's something that is a thread through this that I'm going to... Let me say this and then I'm going to say that. Mm -hmm. So the thing, what helped was meeting you in person, you were exactly as you had presented yourself. Now, here's what's hilarious, y'all. I'm sure many people are currently screaming at their screen or at their uh, podcast app. Well, why not just go on Skype or Zoom or whatever, whatever? For us, it was mostly Skype. I don't even think Zoom existed at the time. No, Zoom didn't Doesn't exist. matter. We, for for whatever reason, we never, never. did video. So no. Never. It just never occurred to us. I certainly wasn't interested. We did pictures, but that was about it. We never FaceTime. None of that. No. So meeting in person was the moment. Right that the whole package came together mm -hmm. and what helped me immensely was that you were exactly the person you were 
virtually versus in person. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's physical, like, space yeah. differences, but the tone was different. The facial expression you wear when you're talking to me matches with your tone. The way you acted matched with your words. All of it. And it comes back in here and moving back around to that point that has been a common thread through this whole thing. And what part of what helped me be at ease talking to you about whatever I need to talk to you about. Fucking consistency. Mm. And mm-hmm. consistency, not for consistency's sake, but consistency of I am who I say I am. I behave this way in everyday life. And me as John Brownstone, your dom, your partner, your whatever, I will continue to be this way. Yeah, there are off days, there are moments, bad tempers. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody has those outliers. We, we all have those off days. I mean, you're, you know, preoccupied or, you know, right. all kinds of things. Of course. Yeah, whatever. But in general, over all the time, first getting to know other, then long distance to today, you are who you have said you were and have claimed to be and have presented yourself to be every single time. And that level of consistency in the early days allows trust to build, allows intimacy to build, mm-hmm. lets me know that you're honest, shows that you have integrity, which means that I can very, very slowly let down the walls enough to communicate, to share what I'm thinking, to be very vulnerable with you uh, on topics that are more than I'm willing to share with the entire internet. Mm -hmm. I know that doesn't make sense to everybody. It's okay. Um, And that builds upon itself. So you you are who you present yourself to be. And I take the first step to say a small thing. And then I take the next step to go a little deeper. And now I'm pretty sure there are times you wish I'd shut the hell up that you don't need to know every thought in my head because I feel so free to talk to you that I have to actively stop myself and go, is this the right time or place for this? Mm -hmm. Not out of fear that I shouldn't say something because you've wiped that away after all these years. When I hesitate now, it's what I said at the top of this episode, I'm both afraid you're gonna say no and afraid you're gonna say yes. (laughs) And I know that you uh, you gotta be careful what you ask for and what you wish for in this life. And whoo, yeah. Especially as a submissive going, hey daddy, can we? And then it's, yeah, we can. And oh fuck, that means gotta work, gotta suffer, gotta whatever, whatever in the name of our kink. Mm-hmm. But that's how I, I've gotten to this point. And so what I would yeah. say for submissives out there who continue to struggle, but feel like, no, this is a, if you're feeling like, I don't know why I struggle. I'm not being given reason to struggle to to communicate with my dom. This is a relatively healthy relationship. You know, we're good. It's just, it's a thing I'm constantly working on. One, it takes time. (laughs) And two, it takes consistency from the other person. If If you, for whatever has happened in your life, are wired to think, to assume, to be prepared for the person you're trying to talk to about these intimate things, to reject you, to ridicule you, to whatever, whatever it is you're afraid of, whatever it is that's holding you back. Mm -hmm. If that's what you're wired for, it's gonna take time to be with somebody who rewires you and shows you that there's another way and that your expectations, while, while they come from a very real place of your experience, that's not how it has to be, you know? For me, it was it, the consistency uh, and the truthfulness and your integrity was huge. And then there was the second part of me not being too much and you, 
being okay with all of this that this happens to me. You yeah. being mostly okay most of the time with me being a lot. And you are. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, I, I love the hell out of you. I, I am... I'm glad somebody does. <laughs> you know, I, I am grateful for our relationship every day, for what we have. Um, but you know, as folks, as she has said, she, she is well aware she can be intense. I'm fun. I get shit done. Intense people get shit done. That is true. Intense people can also be overwhelming at times. That is true. That is also true. Um, you know, this, this is another thing. And, and on, you know, we've talked about it before. I have a safe word. Mm-hmm. I have a very specific safe word. You've only had to use it, I think, what, twice? Yep. Have not used it in a long, long time. Because I'm learning. When you get too intense, mm-hmm. because, see, you know, you, you subs, you have to know who you're talking to as well. Mm-hmm. All right. I am a digester of information. Mm-hmm. Okay. You give me the information. Let me think it over consider all the options, and then I will yes. make my move. Yes or no. And, and I need that. I, the only time I make snap decisions, if my gut tells me this is dead wrong. Or dead right. Or, every once yeah, in a while. Or, or, or right. Um, you know, I, I go with, I learn long ago, go with my gut in those instances. But for the most part, I, I want to, hear what has to be said. I want to think it over and, and, and muddle it. And, you know, that you have learned too over time. Mm -hmm. So two points that come out of this. One, if we're looking for actual actionable tips, submissives, it is important to learn your dom's communication style. How do they ingest information? How do they Mm -hmm. best take in information? How do they best accept information from you and then what do they need to be able to make decisions if you're constantly being rejected or not being listened to maybe they're an asshole but also maybe you're not communicating in a style in which they are receptive Mm -hmm. that is a learned skill as well you don't you don't just show up to a new relationship and know how to communicate it is great if everybody has the foresight to actually have that conversation of how how best should we talk about these things how what do you need to be able to make decisions if you can think that far ahead to have that conversation i think that's great i think i would know more now if we were you know if there was another person on the horizon because we are uh, non-monogamous you know i would know to ask some of those questions now that i would never have thought to ask with you back Mm -hmm. in the day because of what we've learned yeah so that's another thing if if you're struggling to talk to your dom or you're struggling to get the things you express the need you have to penetrate and to something to happen from that You've got to learn their style just as much as they need to learn yours. Right. The other thing that that keeps coming up for me in my head when we talk about this is something else that you did really well. Pay attention, Doms. You never wanted me. You never made me feel small. Mm. I don't mean Mm -hmm. in that super kinky way that some of us like in power exchange of being less than and lower. And that's some of those vibes that come from submitting and of feeling small. I mean... You never made me feel like, it goes back to being too much. I never felt like I had to shrink down my opinions, my thoughts, my wants, my needs, my desires. Right. 
I might have to modify how I shared them with you and the timing and I might have to wait for you to have time to think about stuff, which is frustrating because I'm not patient. <laughs> but never once did you make me feel like me wanting a thing or needing a thing was more than you were willing to handle, was more than you wanted. Mm -hmm. I was free to be, to show that side of myself. And if anybody out there is in a relationship where they are made to feel that way and not in the kinky (laughs) consensual way that you might like in your power exchange, but like literally just trying to express, this is a thing I want and need, that's a problem. That, I'm not saying it's an unfixable problem, maybe it is. But that's a problem because how are you ever going to talk to one another about what you need if, mm-hmm. if in the act of sharing what you need, you are made to feel like you're just too much and you're asking too much and you want too much and you need too much and you're a fucking burden. That is another thing you never made me feel like even when there were times when there was a lot going on and my needs and your needs and life's needs and it couldn't all match up and it was all too much. You might have asked for time and space. You might have asked for mm-hmm. understanding that you cannot handle something right now, but you have never made me feel like a burden, which means I can come to you and tell you what I'm thinking. Right. Because I know that, again, timing and stylistically doing it the right way for both of us to be on the same page, you accept me as I am. So what's there to be afraid of to tell you about? Mm-hmm. I mean, quite frankly, the how to talk to a partner dom or otherwise is less in the here how to get the words past my lips and more from from my perspective at this point of how do you make me feel and how much trust is there and what mm-hmm. what have you shown me about how you value me and my opinion and my wants and my needs and our relationship that gives me the freedom to know that it is safe to talk to you. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times we have talked about in a lot of different other contexts that it is our job. We talk about it mostly as doms needing to do this for subs, but I think this is partner to partner. You need to, the other person needs to feel safe to express themselves, to Mm -hmm. share, to be who they are, whatever, whatever. And if you are struggling to talk to your partner about some aspect of your relationship, one of the questions to ask yourself is how safe do I feel? Now, some of those safety issues are from your past. They're bad tapes. They're trauma. They're things that you're going to have to work through in some way. If you need a uh, mental health professional to help you through that, we highly encourage that. But sometimes it's the other person's communication style. They don't understand enough yet. Maybe they're just not a good partner for you. And they're not letting you feel safe to express yourself. But if they are, if you've got a partner who's doing a John Brownstone going, you can tell me anything, please tell me anything. Find your method, writing it down, Mm -hmm. emailing it, saying it out loud, texting it, I don't care, voice recording, I don't care what your method is. Because the only way to start to feel safe and to gain that trust is to do it. Is to do it one time and the world not explode on you so that you can do it a second time and you find it still safe and then you build up the experience to start working through some of the fear of it and to learn that you mm-hmm. actually are safe and this person is telling you the truth. And, you know, she, she makes it sound like I, 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 I'm, I'm a dom in the box and I came out this way, you know, and, and I know you didn't. And, and I Thank didn't, um, you know, there was a time I struggled with communication, whether it, it was getting my words across, 
you know, or or listening to somebody else. And you still it, do. You sometimes shut down. I, I sometimes still do. I have to pull them out word it, by word. It it, it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm-hmm. it it it's it does. But you know, these skills that she's talking about that I I I you know are with her and use with her. They have been learned through the years. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't something that that I just you know kind of sprinkled a little water on and it grew. Mm-hmm. You know, it they were skills that took time to learn. And you know, while there are some people out there who yes are natural communicators, others may just have to learn those and, skills. And if you find you're like, well, how do I learn that? Who's going to teach me? I know the. Um one of the ways, I don't think it's the only way, but one of the ways that you and I have done this, and we've talked about this in other under other topics, like dealing mm-hmm. with breakups, and that is the postmortem. Things went south with a relationship, with a situation, with a whatever, and it's taking the time to go, what should have been different? In some instances, the blame is on the other person, and it's like, I did everything I could, and the other person did not respond, did not participate, they were an ass, they were whatever. Much of the time, both sides could have done things better. Mm-hmm. And if you are in the process of realizing that you've got some stuff to unlearn, you have to learn how to take a hard look <laughs> at what you've mm-hmm. been through and a hard look at where you've gone wrong. What you could have done differently, what you should have asked for and, and or expected, what you want from the future. Because that is in part how you then start to set those intentions of you saying to me, you can tell me anything as long as it's done with respect based on the fact that you had those relationships where things went unsaid and you didn't want mm-hmm. that again, right? I wanted a relationship where I could be open with somebody. Was it because I saw somebody else having that relationship or I just imagined it? Yeah, I think so. I didn't have a lot of healthy examples in my own life. I'm pretty sure I got those healthy mm-hmm. examples out of fiction that I was reading, yeah. but fine. And I was like, okay, this is what I want. This is what you are communicating with me. At some point, I have to do the work to see if yeah. I can get the thing. And I, and I didn't have that good example either. No. Yeah. You know, I I had a family that... Yeah, yeah, I know about your family. Fought and argued and and cussed at each other to to communicate. I have thoughts on your family. We yeah, I, no, no, no. So uh, you know, yeah, that, that's why I say I knew what I didn't want to be from that. Sometimes that's just all you got to know at first, and you can go. I knew what I didn't want to be, but then I had to figure out and learn. Mm-hmm. And the resources are out there. They can yeah. in the kink world. They are a lot less hard to find now than they ever were before. There are books. If, if communication is your big struggle, we highly recommend uh, Tongue Tied by Stella Harris. It's our mm-hmm. top communication mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. that we recommend. Yep. Um, it does not spend a lot of time talking about kink, but that's okay. Communication skills are transferable. Um, if it's about how to form healthy relationships after you've gone through some shit or how to deal with your anxiety, mm. there are resources out there. There are people talking about these things. There are books and videos and podcasts. I don't just mean us. I always hesitate to consider us a resource. We're kitchen table help, y'all. We are sitting with you at your kitchen table Sipping on a cup of coffee, shooting the shit, and right. some pearls of wisdom might come out in the middle, okay? <laughs> there are actual people who study this and who work professionally with people. There are coaches. There are therapists. The resources are out there. So 
knowing that you have the issue of I was not taught this, I do not have these examples, I don't know mm-hmm. how to go about this, that's valid, but also you can learn this. If you learned how to be in a power exchange, if you learned how to do a kink skill, you can learn how to make different decisions that affect the outcome and learn how to, I don't know if it's learn how to be introspective or just learn how to have those Mm -hmm. hard conversations with yourself about what you might need to do differently, how to change your mindset. That's that's all available in some form somewhere. But it's all part of, of, being in in this lifestyle mm-hmm. you know and 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 being a life learner you know it's not just about how learning how to use a paddle it's not you know learning how to use a whip mm-hmm. you know there are other skills in this lifestyle to be learned mm-hmm. interpersonal skills absolutely okay? yeah because you know you want to have this type of of a relationship a power exchange relationship you need to to learn some serious interpersonal skills right and you've got to take a hard look at where you have gone wrong in the past and what you Mm -hmm. need to there's a temptation in a lot of relationships especially if you're in an established relationship and you're like oh i see where we've been going wrong in this and how i want things to be better and there is a temptation to look at the other person and go (laughs) what would make this better is if you would fix xyz if you would just talk to me, if you would just listen to me, if you would just tell me that thing that you're afraid to say. And at the same time, what we forget to do is go, okay, what do I need to do? Do I need to be more consistent with how I take in information? Do I need to say the words, you can tell me anything, instead of assuming my partner knows that? Mm-hmm. Don't ever assume what your partner knows if you are over there assuming what you think you know about your partner and they've never said the words out loud, take a beat, ask, get confirmation. Right. Uh, the It's such an old stupid pun and joke and stereotype of what <laughs> happens when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, but God yeah. damn, it's fucking true most of the time. Yeah, um, Some of the yeah. worst relationship yeah. issues we've ever had, and we've never had anything majorly bad. We've been very fortunate. Mm-hmm. We're highly compatible. The worst things we've gone through is when one of us assumed what the other one fucking thought, meant, wanted, or knew. Because then you make decisions based on what you've assumed to be fact Mm -hmm. and you've not actually confirmed with your partner. And if you are in a relationship where you do not believe or do not think you can believe what your partner tells you, right? That is a whole other issue that's got to be dealt with. Are you in the wrong relationship? Has trust been broken in so many other ways that it doesn't matter what they say to you? What what needs to happen there? I don't know the answers. Is it counseling, couples counseling? Is it a breakup? Is it peeling back the power exchange and just getting right with each other as people? I don't know what the answer is, but if you are in a relationship and you're still like, I can't communicate with them and they're going to say all these right things. Cause I'm, you know, I, I feel like I need to hear this and I need to know that. And then, but I can't, I don't believe them. That's a whole separate mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. What, a, there are so many things that went into me learning how to trust you with my miles thick <coughs> personal walls. And it all came down to consistency, openness, integrity you did what you said you would do you were yeah. who you said you were you did not change the message 85 times you you 
had an ethos of what you wanted and who you were and what you were looking for. And that was true. And if anything had ever changed, you would have sat me down and gone, you know how I said this yesterday? Here's why that's changing. And let me walk you through it. Like you would have been open about that. Yeah. And that is where trust can start to build. And then for somebody who's scared, like I was, you have to take little baby steps. You have to take a small leap of faith learn that mm -hmm. it's not going to burn down around you, then you can build up strength to take a second leap of faith. And then you take enough of those steps forward and that person continues to be who they said they were and trust builds. And from there, then the rest can start to happen while you're working on the skills of the things you lack, communication skills. I have been a talker, according to my mother, since I was about 18 months, okay? <laughs> Uh, the, if I have to try, I would have gone sooner, but you know, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but when I think about my childhood, there's certain like moments or things that come to mind immediately. Right. I have several of those. One of those is you talk just to hear yourself speak. I think that was said to me once a day on average. Uh, and it was probably true. Uh, I know I'm a talker, right? So I have the natural skills of being able to put thoughts into words, but mm -hmm. I had to learn how to trust. And then I had to learn how to effectively communicate so he could hear me. So it didn't matter how good of a talker I was, I had to learn how to be heard. And the yeah. one I'm still working on, I have to learn how to listen. And that's the other part of it. Maybe your partner can speak to you and is telling you everything. Do you know how to listen? Do you not know mm -hmm. actually hear what they're saying? Do you know and, that, and that's why there are times, because I know you, I've been hanging around you a while now. Mm -hmm. When I go into a conversation with her, I'll be like, I need you just to listen. Mm -hmm. I don't need an opinion. I don't need a fix. I don't need, I just need you to listen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. That one's hard. But we've done the episode on fixing. Yeah. Because that, that's... Yeah, it's all a learning process. If you are overwhelmed, I am so sorry. If you are overwhelmed, I go to the actual episode we were I originally recorded on this topic because that's just actionable tips that you can take in. Um, but as with many things, mm -hmm. it's not as simple as I need. An, I don't know how to talk to my dominant. Let me do these five steps. It's never that simple. There's so much else that goes into it. There's so much context that has to go into right. it as to why you have that fear, why it's so difficult for you. What is going on around all of that that needs to be addressed? Is it just you and it's internal? Is it something from your dom that they're putting out there that's giving mm -hmm, you the vibes? Mm -hmm. Is it both of you together? Most of the time it's parts of both. Um, how to talk to a dom uh, slowly and carefully. And uh, as we say around here, when his green light is on, we do have that thing. That was yeah. the thing I had to learn. Um, talking about learning the other person's communication styles. If this man is not looking me in the eyes, he is not listening she, to me. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> while she is intense in her communication, if I am working on something mm -hmm. and I am focused on what I am doing, mm -hmm. whether it's researching something on the computer, whether it's, it's reading a book sometimes when I don't drift off to sleep reading, <laughs> Um, you know, or, or something I'm working on in the shop. I am so focused. I don't exist. Very little peripherally exists. So, yeah, we, we had to come up with that thing before 
she starts a conversation, she'll ask, is your green light on? And then I, this is not unlike sitting in traffic. Uh, the green light never changes quickly enough, not even in a conversation. I'm like, is your green light on? When will it be on? Are you ready? And then I do, <laughs> look, my tone is almost always respectful. My facial expression may not match up. So I'm watching him get to a place where he can focus on me. Is the green light on? And my eyes get wider and wider. And I lean in like maybe I can hurry him along. I have things to say. Look, we're all works in progress is what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah. learning learning yeah. each other's communication styles, figuring mm-hmm. out why you're afraid, yeah. finding the methods that they don't have to look like the stereotypical methods. They just have to work and everybody has to be okay with them. I'm, like I said, we've been married a few years. We've been together. We've known each other since 2012, been together since 2013. And sometimes I still write you a long ass email you to do. tell you what is on my you mind. Do. So, and, and you, you know, Big D's, you, you need to create that safe space mm-hmm. for them to be open to communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prove to them that they you can be non, non-judgmental mm-hmm. in your listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, while life is not always what we want it to be, be as consistent as you can be. Yeah. And when you can't be consistent, you just talk about it. Talk yeah. about what's going on with you. Uh, it also helped me learn how to talk to you because you talked to me. I never felt like I was yeah. dealing with a brick wall. I never felt like I didn't know what was going on with you. It was an mm-hmm. exchange of information. Huh. It was an exchange. Hmm. Funny how that word keeps coming up. Yeah. So, yeah. This is... <laughs> We've talked about communication many, 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 many oh, times yeah. in the past. We clearly yep. have strong feelings about it. <laughs> um, we could keep going, but we're going to stop. Yeah. What I think is hilarious is both you and I thought this would be a shorter topic. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right? We we uh, amuse ourselves. So that is, um, that's it for this week on this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, next Next week, we will uh, be talking about sex toys. Uh, So just be prepared for that with a shit ton of fucking links because that's how that goes every year. Um, Yes, that's Lola snoring in the background. And Mm -hmm. you did a a finger wavy thing. Was there something? No. Oh, okay. No. Was your trigger finger getting happy? Ready to hit the button Uh, again? I'm ready to hit some buttons here. Yeah, in a good way. Okay, so, so uh, yeah, that that's it for the topic. We'll go into the bonus section. Mm-hmm. I think we had some stuff we were going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So are we good? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Keep, Keep it, it kinky, kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. keep squeezing my knee and the universal signal for shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) whatever it takes (laughs) see you just have to come up with the systems and methods (laughs) that aid in your communication including a knee squeeze under a table (laughs) it just means shut up (laughs) that's right i knew you would get the message 
to the cricket sleep. Yes, you may, baby girl. Go right ahead. Thank you. Uh, I got to stretch real quick. Yeah, I've like downed my coffee. I'm kind of sad. Do I need more coffee at one o'clock in the afternoon? Probably not. Do I want some? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, so Vehicle Saga. Yes. From the... All the accidents. No, you tell yours. I'll yeah. Well, if you want me to tell yours, I will. No, I know it's I'll, hard. I'll tell it. Um, we did get a rental. We talked about that last week. It's the minivan. We talked about that last week. It is like driving a spaceship. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna go back to our pre-Bluetooth, all these buttons, touchscreen technology. Keyless entry. Keyless start. I was like, I, I said this last week. Don't fucking spoil me. We have been spoiled. Um, I needed to, the car is being fixed right now, but I got a text message from the insurance company yesterday that the body shop was requesting an authorization for further repairs, but I have not gotten details on that yet. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what that means. And frankly, I'm at a point I would like to live in denial. And I'm just going to be like, you know what? Nobody's calling me. There are okay. no emails. It's being fixed. I'm not gonna I, think about I, it. I was there too. So I was in that, that state. And it's not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, driving the minivan. I still am not a fan of minivans. I don't like, I just don't like how they look. I like how this one rides. Mm -hmm. I like the whole cockpit feel I'm having sitting in the car. There is a systems check I have to do when I sit down. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, did I turn it on? Cause it's a push button. I'm not used to that. Okay. The gear shift is a knob and I'm like, did, and have I taken the, the parking brake? Cause we, our driveway is on a pretty steep incline. So we always do our parking brake when we park at home. I'm like, okay, did I push the parking brake button? Also not a lever, what? And I'm like, okay, is everything, uh, oh, am I gonna look at the backup camera or am I gonna swivel my head? Like mm -hmm. I've been doing all these years. It, but then it then it rides like a fucking dream. Yeah. I can't even feel the road underneath me. I'm, I'm soaking up the Bluetooth. I know you are. I, I don't care about am, that. I, I am soaking up the Bluetooth and, and how it integrates my phone with the with the car. Um, oh man, it, it is just amazing. For, forget the radio. It it comes with Sirius. Yeah. And I ain't even touched it because with with the way the phone integrates, man, I can pull up all my Spotify playlists. And you are actually and, scrolling through your Spotify playlist on the little screen. Yeah. And I know there are folks out there who've had our our cars are two two thousand nine is your Rav, twenty twelve is my Corolla. I know people out there got newer cars. You've had the stuff. You've probably mm -hmm. had this stuff for years. We are old broke and love not having a car payment okay we have not had this stuff yeah it's like magic <laughs> yeah i and i'm loving it but i know it's not forever mm -hmm. so i'm like look i need you to take this back but also fix my car but yeah. also i kind of like this <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so that's the, the upside like i said there are more repairs to the car that i have not investigated because i just I'm like I, I need a break from thinking about this yeah why I, I act i even told her you know well you can just call the shop no i'm i need a break from this so i'm leaving it alone <laughs> letting it, it be in the capable hands of the body shop right now yeah. so that's happy fun yay and then there's your accident saga yeah that's still ongoing um yeah, I was in my own little bit of denial. I think I did mention it last week. And uh, 
and and I finally, you know, did what I had to. Um, I emailed the copy of the uh, repair estimate for my bike to the um, adjuster on Friday. Which is frustrating because we know the bike shop sent it to the adjuster. So where, what the hell? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. And um, within minutes, he <coughs> he came back with with the paperwork to uh, total out the bike. Yeah, and they did the total out of the bike super fast. Yeah, super fast. And and they may and they may have had it prepared. Then you know, why? They, make I I know I I know, but whatever, whatever. And um, I I I signed the paperwork. And um, Monday, I went to the bike shop, uh, got all my personal items off the bike, got my, my other helmet, and uh, said goodbye to my motorcycle. Yeah. It's sad and it's tough. And you yeah. said goodbye to it, and we haven't received them. <laughs> Money for it. No, no, no. It's coming. We know it is. We know it's on its way, but still, it's like, fuck. And no, there will not be a rush out and purchase another bike. No, no, not not happening. Not right now. Nope. Um, Somebody, who was it in the live stream chat, said that if we don't like the minivan, we would probably like an SUV. SUV. Yeah. We know we do. Oh, yeah. JB has a RAV4, which is a smallish SUV that we love. And Mm -hmm. we already know when we are ready to get a new vehicle whenever that occurs um we know we want it to be a larger suv we we like that life we have toyed with the idea of a truck especially since some bigger trucks have a lot more space than than uh the ones that we both grew up with yeah um but i really think it'll probably be an suv whenever uh that day occurs way in the future at this point <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, mr spock said um talked about upgrading um radio's buying a new radio system with the Bluetooth and all that and putting that in an older car instead of just getting, so you get the mm. functionality get, get, and still yeah. have your car. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I just, that, that, that could be an option. And Tayshu talked about having XM satellite radio and it's not always being that great. And actually we had XM radio. For, yes. You did anyway. I did for, for a, a while. while. Yeah. And you thankfully had enough different stations you like that yeah if they started repeating songs then i i, I just went one. on to the next now you just do spotify and it's yeah. fine i uh just don't for whatever reason and so there are two radio stations that i'm currently listening to mm-hmm. one is the classic rock station playing oh. music from my damn childhood that's some yeah. bullshit and the other one is the um they call it the feel-good songs to, to make your day better whatever whatever mm. but they're now playing Christmas music 100% of the time. And I'm uh, like, couldn't you have waited until Thanksgiving? Yeah. I can handle 24-7 Christmas music, like, in December. I can do that. I don't want to, mm-hmm. and I'll listen to something else. But why, why are we doing this in early November? So, mm. But I, the first song I did here on that radio when driving the kid to school, it was uh, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And I was happy. I love that song. Um. The 12-year-old was shocked to discover that, one, there is a Christmas song called When Grandma Got Run Over by Reindeer. Yeah. And then was doubly shocked to learn that that is one of my all-time favorite Christmas songs. Mm. I feel like I should be ashamed of liking that song. I'm not. 
<laughs> I like that song. I like that song. So, oh my gosh. Um, well, you know, I, I, it, I don't know why it just came to my mind, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, now, now I can uh, crank up the Trans-Hyperion Orchestra and not feel out of season. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You can listen to that whenever you want. I know, you know? but I, I just said, and not feel out of season. So what does that indicate? I, I listen to it whenever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I, there was, when I worked, um, um, when I worked retail for many, many years, I learned to hate Christmas music uh, and the entire concept of fucking Christmas. And now I'm like 15 years out from that. And I'm back to being like, yeah, Christmas music isn't so bad. I have definite definite opinions on what I like and don't like. But okay, I'll listen to it. And oh, okay, yeah, we can decorate this year for Christmas. Um, but no, I just, I'm still a little like, why are they playing it 24-7 now? We are mid-November. Yeah. yeah. But it's fine. I Hey, I'm no better. Over on the Kinkery the, right now, whenever you see a product image, it's holiday decoration time, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I am absolutely in the mode of, oh, don't you want a new paddle for Christmas? We can help you. <laughs> so I'm just not putting Christmas music over top of it. <laughs> and 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 Rakashin Kim, yes, Alice's restaurant is a must for Thanksgiving dinner. I don't ever. Arlo, Arlo Guthrie. I yes. know about Alice's restaurant. I don't ever associate it with Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I know the song. I like the song. It's funny. So you funny. were never sitting on the Group W bench. I don't know what that is. Yeah, Every once in a while, you find a reference I can't, I can't uh, relate to. Yeah, uh, somebody said that they liked the Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer song because they pictured their mean grandma. My grandma was very sweet and loving, and it's, I think, why I feel so guilty about liking that song. But whatever. Um... Yeah. And it's a little sad. We've got all this Christmas music. I know that Hanukkah is starting soon because I marked it down on the calendar so I could actually keep up with it for once. And the only Hanukkah songs I know about that are like pop music are Adam Sandler. And I hadn't even heard any of those yet. Mm. So. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't. Was there other stuff going on? I've been all car. Oh, the site went down for multiple days. I th- we talked about yeah, that at the top yeah. of the episode. Um, so that's better now. So it's fine. It's fine. I was just. I was pretending that was not a thing. <laughs> that was too stressful. Mm. Uh, you know what? This might be the group W bench. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I sh- I, I'm a little young for the reference, but I feel like I should still know it. What is the Group W bench? Um, and can you say it without being offensive? Is it one of those references that is not aged it, well? It's, it's not really an, an offensive re- okay, reference. Good. Okay, um, good. Uh, but there are aspects to it that probably would, because of certain words that are used to describe the people on the Group W bench. So maybe tell we, we, me when we're not recording when, or on the exactly, internet. Exactly, okay. because you know okay. we might not just get demonetized; we might get. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, 
I don't know. Many, many things have not aged well <laughs> from the 20th century. <laughs> well, it, it, it all, you know, there, there were, a, you have to think about the time. It was the 60s. I, I know. I know. That's why and, it's like, I want to know, but I, do I want to know publicly? Yeah, and 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 the <laughs> and and the Vietnam War and, and different things and yeah, you know yeah, right. you 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 really have to to listen to Alice's Restaurant and yeah the the you know. if I recall the high points of Alice's Restaurant are kind of humorous and kind oh, of oh it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's yeah it's it's it is very but. funny because the whole thing starts with littering. <laughs> You know, and it just right. goes downhill from there. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're rambling now. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you, Lola, for snoring louder as if you can drown <laughs> out the sound of my voice. <laughs> Baby, so many others bigger and meaner than you have tried yeah. to drown out my voice. <laughs> so, you know, for those of you who, who don't know what we've been talking about as far as that goes, um, if you have a lot of spare time on your hands, um, <laughs> it's, you, a long ass song. It, it's a long song, <laughs> um, performed by Arlo Guthrie. If you just go uh, on YouTube, even Alice's restaurant, it'll yeah. probably come up. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the song is called Alice's restaurant. Uh, there's, I think there's a couple versions. There's a oh. shorter version, and you know, then but like then, full... then, then there is the, the full length version. Yeah, it goes for flipping ever. Yeah. It's a long song. And, and it's kind of become, uh, back in the 60s when the song was released, it kind of became a um, Thanksgiving anthem in many circles. Ah, oh, gotcha. Okay, 30 minutes long. Safi Hawks, yeah. yeah, it's like 30 yeah. minutes long. Yeah, it's a long mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Yeah. But I... it, it, you know, it at, at the time when it was written in the 60s, um, it, it had a lot of meaning to it, mm-hmm. um, but it was also done in a very uh, lighthearted and humorous way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll have, we need to go back and see if that's yeah. aged well. <laughs> <laughs> Too many things have not aged well, uh, and I have to end up loving things out of nostalgia <laughs> than anything. Anyway, uh, yeah. hopefully uh, y'all can join us for... Um, Friday night's ab- abbreviated hangout. Uh, like I said at the top, not 100% sure what time we'll start. We'll schedule it for its normal start mm-hmm. time, but it's how quickly can I push my mother and my aunt and my uncle out the freaking door back to their house. That's yeah. really what it is. It will be shorter because we cannot stay up till midnight and then get up the next day. It's not happening. Um, Hot Octopus is on sale now if mm. you care about that. Um, all the sites are back up, so if you had any issues getting anything, right. you can now. They are up. Uh, that's it. I think that's a good reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you were like, you kept referencing episode two, yes, the links are in the places you can go back and listen <laughs> to that if you would like to. All right. Um, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to go now. Yeah. We will uh, hopefully uh, talk to you uh, Friday night if you're able to join the stream. The yep, video yep, does yep. stay up later if you need background noise after the fact. Uh, otherwise, we'll we'll be here again next week. Mm-hmm. Talk Thanks to you for joining us. Yep. Bye. Bye.